It is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is along for the ride as well. The guy who, uh, when we both got on the Zoom today, said, imagine that Plouffe's not happy to see me because he gave that special love to producer Rob the other day. Yeah, I mean, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I see you all the time, Dan. Doesn't mean I don't love you. You, um, Well, I can't say exactly what you are to me nowadays uh, because that'll come out later in a different video. Uh, but you know I got love for you, bro. Hmm. Yeah, some things are happening that, between Dan and I. No doubt about that. That made my ears perk up. Can't wait for that. A little John Boy Media teasery. Hey, check this out, bro. Is okay. this two days in a row wearing Pirates gear on the show? I know, right? There we Good go. Good for you Pirates fans out there. Turn that shit around. All right. Well, we did uh, We did have a little bit of movement since we last met on Tuesday. Uh, Adam Duvall gets a one-year deal from Boston. Uh, Ramel Tapia has inked a minor league deal. Jorge Alfaro is going there as well. Do you think that Sox Nation is happy or upset with their offseason moves? Uh, you know, I follow a few different Red Sox people, and I think it's the emotions have been a roller coaster. You know, obviously the Devers thing is huge, and you're happy about that. You're you weren't happy about Bogarts. You're not happy about Trevor Story missing the the next season. Uh, but you have signed some pretty good players. You know, we talk about Justin Turner coming over there. I think he's. I think Boston's going to fall in love with Turner. I really do. And mm-hmm. then some of the pitchers you signed, Kluber and Martin and Jansen. Uh, I think they're they're good offseason upgrades. Now with Duvall, I'm curious to see, Chris, you know, where he's gonna stick. I know they say he's gonna play center field. Uh he's getting up there in age. I'd like to I'd like to see him out there before I fully commit. He could be, you know, platooning in in, in right and left as well. Uh, but I think at the beginning of the offseason, you weren't happy at all. But now at this point, I think most people, and I think you'd agree with this, we're like, let's see what this Red Sox team can do. I look at their lineup and I'm 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 okay with it. I think there's some thump I'm there. Too. I think there's some balance there. They're going to be able to, you know, platoon against lefties and righties and kind of mix and match. Uh so I will say that they are cautiously optimistic about next season. I think that's a fair description. Like if I were a Red Sox fan, I would look at the offseason and yes, it was you were going to have to see your baseball therapist. There's no question, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it literally was all over the place. You sign Yoshida, you lose Bogarts. You extend Devers. You lose J.D. Martinez, you sign Justin Turner. You lose Nathan Ovaldi, but you bring in Corey Kluber. Uh, so there's a lot of veterans on this team. I have described it as veterans that would be the guys who would kind of close the door, um, meaning kind of take this team from the middle of the pack to maybe a playoff contender let's remember where they were last year. They finished last in their division and we feel like this division, nobody's going to fall off. It certainly feels that way. Um, The question is, can they make up the eight games back that they were in the wild card? I think they can, but a lot of stuff has to break right. And, And I think that's really the way you feel with it. With some teams, you know, the Dodgers suffered a ton of injuries last year. They won 111 games. That can't, that's not going to happen with this Boston team. I mean, it has to really go perfectly for them to contend. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the division is very tough. Uh, We are playing a more balanced schedule, but you're still playing those teams more often than not. Um, Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough for them. I think the Trevor story thing, 
Like, you know, not signing Xander, that's that's part of baseball, but losing Story, mm-hmm. who, you know, had a rough year last year, uh, and you're hoping for a bounce back year. If you put him in that lineup, and he does bounce back, I think it's a completely different outlook, obviously. Uh, but I think that, that really that really hurts them. No question. All right, let's move on. Uh, my buddy John Paul Morosi uh, from MLB Network and from Fox says the jerks in Profar and Aroldis Chapman are both hot names on the free agency stove this these days. Uh, which of those two players' futures are you more interested in? I I don't really know. This was a tough one for me because hmm. I, I I played with jerks in for a, a spring training. Uh, my my famed 2018 spring training with the Texas Rangers. Yes. The guy can play, and he's turned himself into a player. And I think he's, I think he could be like the last piece of a, the puzzle for some of these contending teams. You know, the Yankees are supposedly in on him. So I think I think most people would be more interested. And where he goes, but to me, I, I want to see Araldis Chapman, and, and if if he can have that bounce back season, the velo dip last year, you know his he was throwing the ball all over the place, so his location was off as well. But when he's right, this guy can help your team, and he could be, you know, he doesn't have to be your closer, but. I envision, you know, Raldis in like a high leverage situation somewhere early in the game, you know, like matching him up against lefties or something like that. I, I want to see Araldis take that step where you see a lot of older veteran pitchers take. Like you got to learn a new way to pitch. You can't just throw it by people anymore. Or, you know, like he needs to learn how to locate or do something different. I, I want to see him transition into that. And I don't know if we're going to. Uh, but to me, that would interest me more between these two players. I'm on the profile train. I'm really surprised he hasn't signed. Um, I thought maybe a two-year deal would be interesting for him. You know, he is coming off one of his more productive seasons where he had you know more than 50 extra base hits a season ago. Uh, he plays a solid left field now. So... I'm kind of not weirded out, but I'm I'm a little surprised that he hasn't signed on somewhere. I don't care about a role as Chapman. <laughs> I didn't dig him when he was great. You know, I have I think I had a hard time moving on from that shit that went on sure. with him and then the the trade that got rescinded from the Dodgers, then him moving to the Yankees and all that sort of stuff. I think but on top of that, why would any team want him after his two episodes last year on top of all the other stuff that has come along with him. I mean, he got injured getting a tattoo and then he quit on the team at the end because he wasn't guaranteed. What do you want that? What do you need that? Because he's going to provide veteran leadership. (laughs) No, he's not going to provide veteran leadership. The only thing you go after uh, a role this for is on field performance. If you think you can, you know, figure some things out, there's just not a lot of lefties throwing 97 to a hundred out there Chris that's the reason that's why he's been able to stick around for as long as he has even with some of these off-field issues because he's different so I'm speaking you know solely on on-field performance here and how good a performance was that last season it was bad it was real bad Chris it was really bad we've seen a lot of people have bad years bounce back again this is the right what's what's interesting to me or what would interest me is if he could find a different path as a pitcher. You, you've seen it before with guys who have had to change, you know, the repertoire or, you know, their pitch mix, whatever it is. I guess those are the two, two of the same things. I want to see Araldis have to do that. Yeah, but didn't he, didn't, I thought he was working on like a split or something 
a few years ago where people are like, oh, my God, look at what he's throwing now. In addition to fastball slider. I just think about we talk we talk about pitching and tech all the time and how these guys can go into a bullpen and like invent new pitches. Like think about the person he is. He's what six five lefty who throws oh, yeah, that he's... hard. Like if if you didn't know over all this Chapman and this, you just he just showed up out of nowhere. You don't know his past. You don't know what he did before this. And you put him on the mound in front of a bunch of scouts. They go nuts. Like right. I want to see someone get their hands on this dude and like let's go. He's built like a defensive end, too. If you've ever seen him with his shirt off, it's ridiculous. He's just, he just looks like Miles Garrett. Let me get my hands on this dude. I'll whip him in the shape off the field and on the field. That's yeah. what I do. I'm Coach Trev. Yep. There you go, Coach Trev. <laughs> this one's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And guess what? The playoff action is continuing. I got my eye on that Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Two stud QBs going at it. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and we got a new deal for you. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. And then we got something else. New and existing customers, we got these new things called the stepped-up same-game parlays. You can boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code BASEBALL today. New customers commit $5 on the NFL Divisional Round to get 200 in bonus bets instantly. And that's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Mark Feinstein of... Uh, actually, I apologize. It wasn't Mark Feinstein. I wrote this down wrong. Uh, Danny Hayes, I believe, of The Athletic up in um, up in Minnesota. He covers the Twins. I apologize there. Dangling AL batting champ Luisa Rise for some possible starting pitching. Would you do that if you were Minnesota? This one is so, so tough for me because they do need, I believe, uh, some more starting pitching depth. But guys like Arise don't come around too often, Chris. I mean, some of his years, he put up a 4-4 uh, baseball reference war last year. Uh, slash line was 375, 420 for a, uh, right around 800. So that's 795 OPS. Uh, he's a table setter, uh, you know, He's kind of a, a throwback to a different era. And I think you need those guys. I mean, we've seen, especially when you get into the playoffs, like, please, Lord, the Twins, let's get in the playoffs. You need those table setters, the guys that get really, really good at bats. It just messes with pitchers. Um, he has, I think, three more years of control. They're talking about dealing to the Marlins and, and other teams as well. We know the Marlins are looking to sh uh, shop their starting pitching. It's a very difficult situation for them to make. I, I think if you're the Twins, you you got to be blown away to give this guy up. I think this guy could be on your team for like, not just through arbitration, but like pass. Like this guy could be on your team for 12 years if you let him. Like he's that type of player that could do that. The one thing that I will say about the Twins and a reason why they might want to get rid of him is that their top three prospects are all middle infield dudes. And you know, if you play middle infield, you can kind of play everywhere. So eventually they're going to have to figure that out. You got Carlos Correa now for six years. Like, they're going to have to figure out all these different spots. So maybe they're thinking down the road, like he might be out of a, a position or a job. But again, you don't find hitters like that too often. Well, so this is a tough one for me. I, I, if I'm the twins, I keep them and, and, and figure something else out. But if you're going to get controllable starting pitching, you're not going to get that for a guy who's in the last year of his deal. I mean, the, you're going to have to give up someone valuable. But who? And That's the, But who are you going to get? That's the thing. Like they're, they're saying Pablo Lopez for a rise. I don't think I would do that. 
Well, but it might be Pablo Lopez and and something else. I mean, yeah, maybe that's the thing. So, Arise to me is a really interesting player. I think he is one of those pain in the ass players, and I mean that with the most amount of love possible. He is one of those guys who, if he's going against your team, he is just grinding out every at bat. I can't imagine what it's like for a pitcher to have to face him. Foul, foul, foul. Hit one to left field. Now. I do think that some talent evaluators are probably split on how much he gives you, right? Because he doesn't have much pop. Um, He had 40 extra base hits last year in more than 600 plate appearances. For some people, that's not going to be good enough. I love it. And I think it'll be fascinating, particularly with the shift gone to see how much better he might be. We'll see. Um, So, uh, yeah, I would so agree you do with it? you that they need to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I would consider it. I would. I, w- I would absolutely, because I look at their team, and they've got three guys that are going to be free agents at season end, right? Gray, Molly, and Maeda. And who knows what Maeda is going to look like this year. But if they just signed Carlos Correa to this big deal worth $200 million, you got to have some pitching to go along with it. And they just spent a ton of dough. So for people who are like, well, why don't they just keep spending? The only AL teams that spent more than them in the offseason are the Yankees and the Rangers. He's a proven big league hitter. Oh, I know. Like I just said, you got three dudes. Your top prospects are shortstops, shortstop-ish guys, and teams covet them. And I understand why. Like, you know, those guys can turn out to be really good players, but I would keep the proven major league hitter, maybe deal one of those dudes and go and try to get some pitching. I, I just have a problem with with doing that because he still has so much control and yeah what's interesting is you know a guy like him he's not going to like demand a ton in arbitration because they love extra base hits and power and slug and stuff like that so i'm curious i'm curious his his arbitration cases are gonna be fascinating to me i agree first year arb this year i do believe all right so we mentioned pro far and chapman a little bit earlier we have talked about trevor bauer ad nauseum who else are you surprised that is still a free agent? And which team would you have scoop him up? I think there's some weird stuff going on with the like left-handed reliever market. Um, so I, I'm going to go you better there. Not have, hold on. You better not have picked the same guy I did. Does he have a mustache? No. Okay. Well, Andrew Chafin's the guy for me. And he, you know, people didn't really watch him last year because he was with the Tigers, but he like quietly put up, I think, let me look, 283 uh, ERA. Uh, he struck out more than uh, a batter per nine or batter per inning. A guy like that, I think, would look great in pinstripes. Red pinstripes with the Phillies. Let's go stack uh, that bullpen. I think he fits me. in perfectly with that team too. Like the personality, we've kind of like seen it here and yep. there on social media and some of the some of the um, the, sh- the baseball shows. Have you ever had him on? I think you did, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. He was he was hilarious. He was living in uh, when he got traded to Oakland, I believe. He was living in Chris Bassett's house. And he had a drawer full of beer. That was the one part of the refrigerator that was left for him. So he showed us, and yeah. it was a, a drawer full of beer. That was it for him. He'd fit in perfectly in Philadelphia. That's all I'm saying. I'd like to see yeah. him there. Um. By the way, the uh, looks like the sun got you today. Can we get? I'm getting just crushed right now, but it's okay. 
I power through things like this. That away. So I've got a different left-handed reliever. In part because I think he finally has found a place after all these years. Matt Moore had an outstanding season for the Texas Rangers a year ago. Right? Remember when the Rays gave him a huge contract and he had barely pitched? And they they were like, oh, here's the next David. No, it didn't work out for him. And then he had some health trouble and he just couldn't find his way back. And even I think in 2021, it was a disastrous season. But last year, ERA plus of 213, 10Ks per nine. He still walks way too many guys for me. And I don't have to go over this again, what I think about guys who walk people out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to jump off buildings and stuff. Um, But Toronto did not have enough left-handed pitching out of their bullpen. Blue Jay fans, you can check me on this, and I I tried to do my research as much as I could here, but I think that Tim Mesa was pretty much the only guy you had coming out of that pen last year. You need more viable arms, and particularly a guy who still can strike out some people. So if Matt Moore has found his lane, let's go Norcher to border. I like that. I, I I would have given Matt Moore that extension, too. If you watch him on the mound, he's just got one of those whippy arms. It seemed like it was all going to work out. I'm happy he's found, you know, what he does well in the big leagues. He's a good dude, too. Former teammate of mine. You must have faced him at some, at some point. I definitely have faced him. I don't know my numbers. Dan, you're the producer. You can check that out. I played with him in Tampa uh, briefly, and was he's great, great dude. So I'm, I'm definitely rooting for yeah. him. Okay. Last thing. Um, so, you, you know, we heard all about your 10 year anniversary trip to Cabo with some of your friends, which is awesome. And then I saw this picture put out by talking baseball. And here you are golfing with four of your buddies, including Matthew Stafford. You are not wearing a shirt. You are not wearing any shoes. Tell us why you shouldn't get a baseball today kangaroo court fine. Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Number one, let's name the other guest. Matthew is there, obviously. My friend Nameless Jeff, who if you listen to Talking Baseball, you know Nameless Jeff. There's Jimmy Clausen, former quarterback of the Panthers, Bears, Notre Dame. And my friend Kyle Murphy, who is just not on any social media, so don't worry about him. I'm going to say this. I'm going to throw it right back at you. All the rest of those dudes should be fined in kangaroo court because when you play golf in Cabo at Chileno Bay – the only thing you should be doing is taking your shirt off. I and mean, we're ripping margs and tequila shots. The shirt comes off, bro. So I think I was pro and the rest of them were like kind of like Bushes type dudes right there. Okay. Well, I do notice it seems like four of the five are not wearing golf spikes. No. Okay. It's a beautiful so course. You're supposed to, to do this. Well, now it comes down to the shirt portion of the program. So I did take that picture and I sent it to Michelle and I said, is there a problem with this photo? And she's like, well, the only problem is you don't look like that. Mm. I said, oh, okay, thanks. So my girl, you will not be getting fined by Michelle Rose in her kangaroo court. <laughs> you know, I don't think that you have reached the star level of her um, uh, athlete or former athlete, you know, hot guy list. I think mm. that's probably because we're all such good friends. So she doesn't want to do that. But you know who's on our list? It's uh, Matt Kemp, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, ah. and now Ricky Rubio of my Cleveland Cavaliers. Whoa, Ricky Rubio. Ricky okay. Rubio. That's not a bad starting three for her. I'd like to see the rest of the list. Is it just a three person list? 
Well, I mean, I hope it's not too much longer, to be honest with you. I might tap Michelle in for my hot boy list before the 2023 season. I'd like to get her opinion. Oh, she's yeah. Got no, be, she's got no baseball players on her list, and that's not okay. Well, I guess Matt Kemp. Well, Matt Kemp. Now, I need, I need here's a current. good one. So, you know, Matt Kemp, we carried on this whole shtick for like back to 2012 on intentional talk. I said, hey, listen, I, you know, if Matt Kemp rings the doorbell and says, hey, Michelle, we're going to Vegas, I would be a forgotten man. Like it'd be over. And so we always played that up for a while. And then for a while, you know, he he would see her at Dodger Stadium and give her hugs and everything. Then for her 50th birthday, I did a big video presentation and stuff. And he was the last guy in it. So um, he wished her a happy birthday. That's awesome. So I, um, I've had a few experiences with uh, Kemp. We went out. Uh, to a club one night, me, him, and Delman Young, and that night was something else. No oh, good one. I got one of the better, com- probably the best compliment I've ever received was on that night, and it's not like suitable for air whatsoever. I'm this what? is like a personal me and you I have to tell you. I'm in. Um, Dan Rourke, outstanding work. Trevor Ploof, one for six off of Matt Moore, single walk, three Ks. All right. I'd like to know when those events occurred, but it's okay. No, that's where you go. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, we still have the latest episode of the Rose Rotation that's out with Tyler Glass now. Uh, give that a listen. He's always entertaining. Uh, the football show with CJ Uzama is dropping today. Really fascinating stuff by him uh, at the conclusion of the Jets season, whether or not he thinks Zach Wilson is going to work. And then we kind of doubled up on baseball stuff. So I did catch up with Miguel Rojas yesterday, the newest Mm -hmm. Dodger. I believe that's going to come out either later today or tomorrow. Um, You know, we went through the emotions of leaving Miami after all this time. You know, how he's going to deal with now having games count every day. He's looking forward to that. And plus, his new setup in his new house is one you'll want to see. And then I did interview Joey Votto the other night. That'll be coming out on Monday. Please, for the love of God, tell (laughs) all your friends to listen to it. His chess story that we finished the show with is incredible. He's he's a character. I love that. I'm definitely going to listen to that one. I got a few things to plug. Talking Baseball out now. We did like a sort of a, a movie draft. You know, the off season's mm-hmm. long. We we wanted to switch it up and do some fun stuff. So uh, we did that. People love our draft episodes. I think I, I did a really good job. And then also I'll plug the morning after with Kelly Stafford. Again, if you saw that Cabo pick here, this is me, her, and Matthew sitting down, ripping tequila, just shooting the shit. It's a lot of fun. Well, I'm going to listen to that on my old man walk. Adam Wainwright and I have something in common. We both go on old man walks. I'm just a hundred million lighter in the wallet. Um, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the football. We're getting closer to baseball. We will see you early next week on Tuesday, I do believe. So for producer Dan and my man, Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on Baseball Today.